my thing. That was like the the heterosexuality is killing the fun out of all of this. Mm-hmm. Because even how they're feeling about the situation with Darian and Ash, I'm like, if y'all just let them make out, Darian will be like, okay, cool. I got it out of my system. I'm on this queer show. I want to do some queer mess myself. And it's like, and instead, I am wifey right now. Like a BB moment, which is like a beautiful black moment. Did we get any of those in this episode? Black. We have a chaotic five moment of the chaotic five moment. And you're watching Black Bi Reality. Hello, you are watching and or listening to Black Eye Reality, a place where Black Eye baddies, those who love us, we're back for a third time to talk about Couple to Thruple, this time's episodes seven to nine, and I am once again joined by my co-host, Quita Tinsley. Hi, Quita. How did you feel about this drop? Uh, a, I was like, dang, where did them new singles go? Did they just like they vanished into the background? They vanished into the background. Um, by episode nine, I was not happy with the narrative that was being pushed by some couples against a certain couple. Um, yeah, I mean, also, I think it's like we're getting to the end, it's like, okay. We've been here too long. This needs to, we need to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the beginning of this season, it's like the drama is coming from just these couples who don't really know what they're doing in the polyamory space. Now that it's like, all right, favorites have been chosen. They're not swapping anymore. They were like, this new couple, you need to bring the drama. And they're like, we're here and we're going to do so. Right. We got this. <laughs> and I also, um, I'm like this new couple. I'm like, okay, now we have like real true queers yeah. in the space. Like the couple themselves, like they identify as queer and embody queerness yeah. versus these other couples that are doing, like they're doing queer things, mm-hmm. but they themselves don't really like identify with queerness. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Most of them. Correct. I mean, I don't, let's talk about the, this one couple that I don't think they ever talk about identity. It's just not a priority for them. So we can start and get them out of the way. We have Dylan, Laura, husband and wife. They've been looking for a third. And finally, they get to their fitness girly who has absolutely been casted for them, Jess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I, it's like clearly Jess was made for them. It's like Jess has the, the physical qualities of Becca where she just looks like the wife, but she is the fitness girly. It, like Becca seems like she works out, but it's not her, like her lifestyle. Like just it's like yeah. At one point, didn't Scott call them Team Fitness? Yes, they're yeah. Team I think he complimented on her traps, which now now I'm noticing because this was a whole thing on Are You the One season eight. Like I don't know why, but it just 
sticks to me that um Justin and the boy he was into he's like massaging him and he's like "Ooh, you're traps and I feel like it's giving queer to be that into the body like right <laughs> right because it's like okay like first of all what <laughs> why are you so into that such specific part of the body like yes, <laughs> the detail yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 But it is this thing around the physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's like they're saying they're being patient with her, but I'm like, are they just waiting, hoping that she'll like do what they want her to do? You know, I'm like, right. what is this? Yeah. And you can tell that that pressure is like weighing on Jess. Jess is like, look, I, this is not my first time in polyamory. I dated a couple before. It did not end well. So I do not want to jump into the physical, although she made it clear and I'm kind of tired of the love language conversation, but she did make it clear that physical touch is her top love language, which makes Laura, um, Lauren, uh, and Dylan, I think, feel comfortable of like, okay, we can get there. We're just going to, yeah, go at your pace. Right, right. Which, yeah, when later on they talked to Mia, I was like, yeah, Mia, get him. <laughs> right, right. Um, also, I don't want to, I when they're hanging out, I just try to piece little tidbits. They all have agreed that they've had sex to dubstep when I tell you I literally pointed that out and I was like of course they would be the ones talking about they've had sex to dubstep I don't I don't know how you do that there's no beat there's no rhythm exactly which lets you know what is going on in that bedroom. Pure chaos and mayhem. Because what? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. They are going to pound town with right. the most irritating genre. Oh, my right. God. Um, they have their challenge where they have to answer questions. They knew Jess in and out. And, like, I don't even know if they knew Jess in and out or they just knew what fitness people are like. Exactly. Because the first question, it, it didn't seem like he had had that conversation with Jess. He was just yeah. like, I know I know, folks like us, we hate laziness. Oh, which I hated. I hated. Okay, sure. So in the end, the uh, couple who won this challenge, they get to go to the suite, which is Eden, which honestly, they should have been teasing the Eden suite the whole entire time. They right. just like had Maximo and Ash like come out of it and then live in it. But it's like, I didn't know that this was like stakes that would later come back. Exactly. And like, oh, that's something that they're going to have to change next season. Right. A part of me is like, did they always know that they were going to be having Eden at the top of the show or did it just kind of present itself at some point in the middle of film? Cause I'm just like, it does feel like it's it randomly just comes out in the middle of the season. I think that this show is so heavily influenced by love Island. You see it with like, they talk about the resort, like it's the villa and like in love Island, 
everyone gets double beds, but they have to sleep in the same room. So you want that privacy suite. Oh. So there's better stakes in Love Island for that. Now it's just like, oh, you get a new room and it's Eden themed. And you get a right. pool that you hang out with. Right. Um, at, like on the morning. But I was like, this isn't the same as Love Island. But I see where the inspo is coming from. Mm, got it. So it feels like they're just like taking bits and pieces from all the other dating related shows and trying to mush them together plus polyamory. <laughs> plus polyamory. Yeah. By the way, I am actually wearing a little bit. I didn't even mean that. I didn't even mean that. I was like, I'm trying to go casual today with it. But yeah. Um, like you said eventually all of the couples do have to t- do the unfinished business because they they ain't swapping at this point. They kept Jess through the next ceremony. So they're just like, let's throw Mia in there. Um, and Mia, Mia had things to say to them. Period. She was like, um, what did she say? She was like, I just feel like, what you said to me about the physical was a nice way to say you're interested in threesomes. I was like, you hit it. That's it. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And the fact that they were like, no, like physical intimacy means more than just sex, which is like true, but also. Right. Right. What did, I don't know. It, they're so hard to read. Like, I will admit at the beginning, I thought they were going to be a very specific type of couple. With Jess, like, the, the script has changed. And maybe it is more that they just see longevity with Jess. I mean, she's literally in their lifestyle. So they're like, we can make this work. While Mia is like, mm, she's doing touring of some type and everything like that. Uh, she doesn't have the same lifestyle as us. Might as well have fun. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the line of thinking. Right. Yeah. It feels like with Becca, they did what they normally do, which is have threesomes. And then with Mia, it was very like, yeah, I think they realized like, oh, like lifestyle, maybe personalities, because she's definitely a crystals and chakra girly. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it was like, okay, maybe we aren't really meshing with her as much. So we're going to choose Jess, who feels like the right fit. Maybe she'll have what we're looking for. Yes. So Lauren and Dylan, they seemed shocked by everything that Mia had to say. Mia got to go back to the resort with them. And there's like one last (laughs) swap ceremony in a way. And they're just like, yeah, we're keeping Jess. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, the next thing that they throw at them is that they get to meet the people at home. They take the thruple out to the real world. They finally get to see Panama. Imagine going going there and just not seeing this, like, country that you've been in. Right. Well, it. I think that part is interesting because a lot of the – shows that I've watched don't even name where they are. Yeah. They're just like in a beautiful destination. <laughs> you know, whereas like the seven they're like, they're in Panama and now you're going into town. Like you're gonna get 
to be out in the real world, which is like, yes and no. Like, this yeah. isn't their life. Like, this is still vacation. It is still vacation, very much. They're doing the touristy things, like buying things right. um, and walking around, holding hands, all that good stuff. But while they're out, they run into, and this, they have the biggest stakes, I think, mm-hmm. of meeting the family because it is Dylan's daddy, which Dylan's daddy looks like Dylan. Absolutely. Like, wow, copy paste. <laughs> Same energy as Dylan. And then Lauren's mama. Mm-hmm. Who, like, looked like she was in tears about to pray for them the moment they walked up. Yeah. They they really edited out any, like, tense. I actually am surprised at um, the drama that we do get is not usually coming from, like, an actual judgmental place. I feel like the show actually has the tone of like safe space for at least polyamory right and queerness so it's very interesting that even if they said anything about it we just didn't see that exactly yeah but it's clear she had thoughts and feelings and emotions (laughs) her big thing is that this could ruin your marriage which is a thought that anyone would have yeah it's a valid point you know especially I mean a lot of people are like familiar with um when people open up their relationships sometimes it the next thing that you see is they're getting a divorce but it's like also having open conversation around like are we doing this because our relationship is already in a bad place so then we're like let's add a third person that'll make it better and honestly like out of all of these couples it doesn't seem like lauren and dylan have that type of dynamic they seem locked in with each other they're <laughs> so good they're so good i'm not worried about them at no, all no. so <laughs> good for them right yeah yeah so in the end i think everything went as well as it could uh is there anything else you have to say about them no they're pretty i mean out of all these couples they're the most steady it seems (laughs) they get to just observe the chaos happening around the house around the villa Now, there's so much. There's so much. Where do we even want to start? Do we want to start with Brittany and Sean? Yeah, let's go there. Oh, my God. Okay, at this point, Brittany and Sean are with Darian, which has gone pretty well. Um, Before, it was all about they have been struggling to do the physical connection, even though there's attraction there. And this drop of episodes, their first kiss, um, I think comes through the Jenga game mm-hmm. in front of everyone, and you know, I liked it. What did you think? Here, I was like, oh yeah, Brittany, Brittany into some things. <laughs> Brittany picked her up and everything, and Sean, <laughs> Sean be talking too much because he. Yes, it's like the things he's saying and the the tone in which he says them. It's like, sir, you're killing the vibe. Please stop. And this is probably why that they're not that much of a touchy couple because he seems to not take shit serious, which is great. 
it is great to like be able to laugh during sex and everything that's a whole other level of comfort but it's like if we're really trying to have the vibe what are you can you shut up <laughs> Sean's like no I can't actually <laughs> or she was like ooh yeah, <laughs> yeah like, ooh, that's hot like, shut up. It's like, we do not need a peanut calorie. Jerry is like, what are you doing? Literally. Is this what he was thinking when he was like, if we're having a threesome, how does this work? But it was more so, he's like, what do I do if y'all are going at it? He's like, I'm going to sit on the side and just cheer you on. He's going to be like, I lie. <laughs> just hold up the flag and be like, ooh, pride. <laughs> watching him he is like the ally of the show because he's just like meeting people with identities he's never heard of and like just like you know comforting Ramon yeah. <laughs> like okay okay Sean like yeah love totally. it. um let's see but the whole thing is that we left off with Darian talking to Maximo and Ash at the masquerade party and they all have agreed that there's a vibe between them that they're very curious about. Where E and Sean, they, they peeped. They were like, hmm, that's very interesting. And basically Darian starts trying to be honest. And she was like, look, I am into you guys. I am also curious and interested in them. So we've been talking. Brittany is like, I'm processing. Sean, he's also just sitting there processing. <laughs> and they're not happy about this. Because to Brittany, when she was very honest, she was like, my feelings are hurt. Uh, she was like, you said that you were cool with us doing this closed as we're figuring it out. And now you want to go and be like physical with them. But you say you have an emotional connection with us. So like, what is it? Exactly. I think for me, what I wanted them to realize is like, because they aren't being very physical and Darren's named that that is important to her. And then there's this other couple who's like attractive to her. Like she's attracted to them. Like she's lusting after them. Like she's missing some of that in y'all's dynamic. Cause there's so much learning and like a slower pace that y'all have to go at, you know, I'm like, I feel like I know they're taking it hard, but I'm like, I don't think this is personal. Like, it's I not- think, yeah. Like I think Darren just wants to make out with somebody real quick and ashes. Cause even when she says it, she's saying them as a couple, but honestly, she's saying Ash, like, she said Ash before. She was like, I told Ash, like, um, they're definitely my type. So it's like. But then I feel like we see so much of her talking to Maximo. Yeah, because also it just seems like Maximo is, like, kind of the spokesperson for their relationship. Because in a lot of ways, you see Maxi, Maxi's, like, the main one talking when they're people are talking to Absolutely. them as a couple. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. So. All, all very interesting, and it leads to to some drama because Darian's like, "Well, do I get to be honest with you guys, or do you want me to hide things as I'm processing?" Because I think that's a big thing that Brittany then was. I think Brittany and Sean were like, 
you're telling us this, therefore you're swapping. And Darian's like, I am not trying to swap. I just want to kiss these other people. And they're like, you're swapping. You're leaving us. This is over. And she's like, guys, guys, please settle down. Um, so I think that was like one of their hurdles in um, communication. Uh, later on, so they talk on the beanbag. And this was Love Island, because Love Island has beanbags outside, and they need to do all of this. Got it. See, yeah. I've never seen Love Island, so. It's good. Okay. Got it. uh, they, yeah, so I could, I could see what's happening. But in the meantime, they end up telling Oshmal, Ramon, and Frank that Matthew and Ash have been chatting up their girly. And they're all shook. They were like, what? Right. What? Yeah. Um, but I don't like the way that was framed because Ash and Maximo didn't approach Darian. Darian actually came to them and mm-hmm. talked to them about it. It was the one who said, like, you know, I was talking to Brittany and Sean and asked them, would they feel comfortable if I kiss somebody? And then they just naturally asked, oh, is there someone that you want to kiss? And then she named them, right? So I'm just like, it wasn't like they were, like, plotting, scheming, like, oh, we're really into Darian, so we want to take her. It was like they were attracted to her, and then she came and told them that she wanted to kiss them. And so they were like, okay, well, we're feeling you, too. So if anything happens, like... We're down. Yeah, that's a, a really great point that I didn't really notice at first. But yeah, it's like, it's that queer energy. All the queer singles were like, I'm curious, this is what I'm here for. Let me get at it. And it's like, no, it's too late for you. That's what they're being told. So yeah, basically they have options and the options are getting very messy. So how do we even get into this? Because I want to talk about the converse, confrontation, but it includes so many people at this point. I'm just going to keep going from Sean and Brittany's side of things. So basically, everyone finds out that Maximo and Ash are at work. They are working. And so they're like, tomorrow morning, we're confronting these peeps. And by the way, they're getting all this information because Becca is selling them out. <laughs> Becca is messy because Becca is like going around and she sounds angry and stuff when she's telling all the other couples the mm-hmm. tea but then whenever she talks to Ash and Maximo she's like so understanding and mm-hmm. so I'm like what's your she, energy? She's the only way they she can be in the resort. I think she is very aware of that she can burn that bridge if she wants to, but then she's not going to be in with her friends anymore. Mm. So I think she's playing the very delicate balance of I'm in this throuple, da-da-da, but I'm also going to run and tell everyone else because I actually know them longer. And I think that leads to some of their issues because full transparency, I actually already talked to Maximo and Ash for their interview, but I'm still working on that. And I just really got a sense from them. They're like, we question 
Becca's motives because she was never around. And when I was re-watching the episodes, I'm like, yeah, it's, it feels like they spent the whole day not talking to her. And when she comes in late at night, they're like, where have you been? Like, tell us the tea. And she's like, everyone's co- going to come for you at breakfast. And it's like, but she leaves out the part because I gave them the intel to come for you. But it's like, who else, how else would they have known, you know? So it's Literally. like, I want to see that part of the conversation. Because <laughs> I'm sure they could do two plus two. Right. But anyways, so Sean says that Brittany loves drama. I, this is where I'm like, Brittany, you are so queer. Because she's like, I've got my drama hat. And it's just a big, fuzzy rainbow hat. And then she got her heart eyes, stickers under her eyes. I'm like, no straight girl dressing like this, Brittany. No, no. It's like, Brittany, you have big queer energy. Like, you are one of us. Absolutely. She's like, yeah, I'm ready. And so she also has a fan at breakfast, which I clocked. A good fan. And it's like, yes, Brittany, you are one of us. She came with accessories for this interaction more so than the gays. Literally. The, the gay man and the bisexual man at the end are just like, ugh, like orange. She is energized. She's energized by this. Um, so yeah. She even tells Dylan, Lauren, and Jess, because they're still up in the Eden suite. She's like, Y'all better come down because right. something's gonna happen. Something important. <laughs> like this is not important, Brittany, and it doesn't involve them. So like yeah. And yeah. also the pool is right there so they can hear all the tea, honestly. But only if they're yelling. I don't know how how sound carries. That's but true. yeah, she was just like, There's an important scene, guys. And I think you guys need to come down to be a part. Dead. <laughs> Producer hat. <laughs> so yeah, they after Maximo and Ash address Ramon. They then turn to Brittany and, like, Maximo switches up the whole entire tone. Maximo is like, first of all, you guys are my favorite people in the resort. No shade. Period. And not, yeah. (laughs) Ramon and Ashmal being like, we're also in the community, and we know that no tea, no shade means all tea, all shade. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. They're like, we don't give a damn. And so they're like, we really did not want to, yeah, ruin things with you guys. It's just, they were trying to be very careful. It seems like Brittany and Sean pretty much accepted what they had to say, especially that they have another debrief later, and Maximo let it, let it clear, like, those are my people, you are my people, so. Right. Exactly. Like, and it's like, when you do watch their interaction with Darian, they aren't encouraging Darian to leave. They're yeah. like, whatever your decision is, if you end up getting swapping out, getting swapped out, we will choose you. Yeah. Everyone actually, like, puts themselves at the mercy of Brittany and Sean. Like, yeah. even Darian's like, well, if they swap me. And it's like, well, what do you want? Right. What do you want? 
Oh, well. All right. So after all of this, their whole unfinished business is with Miss Sanu. Remember her? She is the poly expert, the first person they had a third with. She felt, she voiced that she felt dehumanized, even if that wasn't their intention. It was a whole, whole drums. They swapped. Now, at the last swapping ceremony, they made it clear. They were like, actually, we appreciated our time with Sonu. We're learning. We're growing. I don't know if Sonu had her hopes up that this meant a swap or what, but they were like, but we're sticking with Darian. Right. It's like, Sanu, you are a polyamory coach, so I think, like, you're really good at what you do, and they weren't receptive to receiving what you were trying to share with them at first, but now they've processed it, and they're grateful. Yeah, they're grateful. Bring Sanu for season two as, like, a helper to our, our doctor. There's no reason to drop Sanu completely i love it i love it which i realized after scrolling on social media her parents are on that tlc show and i was like oh my gosh that's her mom and dad they're i can't i don't know if it's actually brother husbands or whatever but it's like i'm like is that the title i can't remember but it was like the their the version where it's like a woman has like multiple partners Mm -hmm. um but then eventually her dad also it's like dating someone too but yeah I was like oh my gosh those are her parents yeah. okay that makes yeah that all makes perfect sense so yeah I don't they take Sonu back to the resort another dare swap things get tense because yeah they're talking about the good times that they had with Sonu that like yeah things weren't finished maybe they would have something outside of this. Darian's like, what's going on? But Darian, you had unfinished business with Maximo and Ash. Period. Period. But also, did you peep that uh, Sanu had her hand on Sean's leg? I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't peep it, honestly, but Darian made mention. She was like, like, you guys are mad at me for having my unfinished business with Maximo and Ash, but you guys have struggled with physical touch this whole entire time, and Sanu's touching y'all. So, what's good? And it's like, what's good is that everyone should just be poly and open. <laughs> that was my thing. That was like the, the heterosexuality is killing the fun out of all of this mm-hmm. because even how they're feeling about the situation with Darian and Ash I'm like if y'all just let them make out Darian will be like okay cool I got it out of my system I'm on this show I want to do some queer mess myself and it's like and instead I am wifey right now I right. am yeah yeah. Just remembering Sanu and Becca making out at the pool when they were mm-hmm. left behind. You know, I'm just like, the queers are just being queer. Yes, that's all they want. That's all they want to do. So with Darian, she just, again, is sitting here. They were so gagged to see her. She had a great, this dress fit on her. Amazing. So amazing. Amazing. 
and yeah, it's just the same stuff. It's like, oh, I wish I could kiss you. Oh, if, if only, if only. I think Darian gives Ash a kiss on the cheek, and they were just like, oh, just a tease, just a tease. The queer longing of it all. Really, this is the second time we have that <laughs> this season. So, right. how mad can we be? Um, yeah. So in the end. You know what was interesting after all of this is that when they go out on their night on town in Panama, which they're looking great, they meet up with friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the friends, Brittany's friends were not were not letting up on her. They said, girl, you've been interested in women since when? How? I'm what like, what y'all doing? I'm like, but y'all didn't see the way that she kissed Darian during that Jenga game. They didn't, cause they said <laughs> that they haven't seen this, so this is like literally a shock. And I think this is also very relatable of queer, queer friendships with people who like aren't out yet. Like it's it's a weird thing that like out queer people they're having friendships with. Um, people who aren't out they're sharing so much about their life their struggle and I think it's so common that the other person either has like imposter syndrome that they don't talk about their own feelings or thoughts but then they're like then on the side doing things and then the queer friend is like excuse me excuse me what's going on over there and they're just still like not gonna talk about it with you. I'm not ready to talk about it. And it's like, bitch, who else are you gonna talk about it if it's not me? Literally. Especially as like your friends are queer. And then I'm like, who are you you're talking about this with Sean? Mm-hmm. He's your partner. You love him. I get it. Yeah. But also, this is the type of things you talk about with queers. Because they're going to empathize. They're going to understand. Yeah. They're also going to boost you up. Yeah, there's a lot of fear. Because then it makes it real. It makes yeah, it real. It really does. It really does. So, yeah. Um, Brittany explains. And then, you know, her friend is like, well, I am seeing you guys hold hands. And that's freaking weird. And it's like, why are you guys like this? <laughs> why are you guys like this? I'm dead. And then she's like, oh, what, you guys are going to be sharing clothes? And the way Jerry's like, um, she's been dressing me since day one, bitch. These are her clothes. And then that's when he knew it was real, which is so funny to me. <laughs> oh, gosh. But oh, yeah, wow. I know Brittany's stuff is real nice. So he's like, oh, no, he's not letting just some any, any girly put on her stuff like she must be still on her exactly exactly and just like this even this orange color coordination just like look look Sean Sean's also in there right it's giving life best right <laughs> it is and you know what he is the safety part of this whole situation he's given safety so he's he's lifeguarding for these right. girlies that are just right. out here being hot exactly <laughs> oh my god uh so yeah after this darian this is also 
a very real ass conversation because Darian's like, look, babes, I have met the friends. I am wearing your clothes. You guys are being jealous over the prospect of me kissing someone else. What are you, what, what's the sexuality, babes? Right. You know, this is something that I had to do before I was comfortable as, um, identifying as bisexual she says well i'm bi curious and Darian's like what you curious about girl i'm bi curious right it's like girl you're here because you are also excited about the opportunity exactly it's like you're not curious no more you with me now and she's like right. bi- i'm bisexual and i'm just so happy yay Oh, finally, finally, we're here. We've arrived. We have arrived on the Black Reality Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so thrilled about this. So, you know, no complaints for me. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. And this is the night when they get back home, right? Things mm-hmm. go up a notch. I was like, okay. Okay, okay, let's talk about this. Because. I was telling Jordan, I was like, Jordan, I think they had their first hookup, but I can't tell you who was where. So for the boys, you see everything. You know exactly that if someone's down there, like, hands. Who's riding, who's. you, You can pinpoint everything. The stains, the stains that we had to go through this season with them. I have no clue what was happening under the sheets with them because it looked it looked like two people doing missionary and the whole time I'm like where's the third where's the third they were on the side they were on the side yeah so it was like the the missionary the the people here and then there was someone laying here on the side I was able to see it like I was like I think that they're just so, so, they have all become one. <laughs> they are. They're just one. So. But I can't. I can't. <laughs> they were really good about the cover strategery. Mm-hmm. Like, in a way that none of the other couples, like, I've seen everybody's body almost at this point, exactly. essentially. The three of them were like, no, you will not know what is going on under these covers. You will have to use your imagination. I would be surprised if it was like Sean that was on top just holding it up as like the girlies were going at it. That's what I assumed. I assumed that it was like Sean was, because the person that was laying on the side seemed like they were anchoring the covers kind of. And so I was like, it to me, it seemed like maybe like Darian and Brittany were like, having fun and he's laying there like making sure the covers are secured and they're having a good time (laughs) efficiency efficiency we love to see it uh do we have anything else to say about them sean and darian no i'm just happy that they're coming into themselves and fully participating in this experience this process Agreed, agreed. Uh, next throuple that we want to get to. Okay. So we left off with Ramon and Ashmal basically getting dumped, put on a break uh, by John 
Jonathan because he's like, y'all been too much. Y'all are now trying to bamboozle me into boyfriendhood. I don't even know if I want that. So they took a breather, but then they finally give Frank a chance. Um, afterwards, Frank is excited. He said that I've been persistent. I've been stepping forward every time. It's my time to shine. Um, he reveals that he moved in with his ex uh, the third date. Mm-hmm. So you're a lesbian? That's what I was like, damn, are you a lesbian? This is some real lesbian U-Haul type ish right now. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Frank said it was his first boyfriend. So it's kind of, it is given. First is like intense. And he was like, ooh, this is what real love. Mm-hmm. Like it's like damn, they had four dogs. They split the dogs. Four dogs. Okay, I was like, this is so gay. This is so- why do we love getting animals together? It's very lesbian. It's First so- of all, I'm like, as someone who had three cats with my ex, who I moved in within months, like mm-hmm. a few months of dating. I'm just mm-hmm. like, Frank, I see you. We are. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get like y'all, but I have a partner who's allergic to everything. Right. That's not going to (laughs) work. Oh, it's, I'm putting them on the shot. Okay. (laughs) First of all, who is it? Bliss and Zach? Zach got on shots for Bliss. Yeah. You know how quick I was talking about that shit to Jordan and Jordan thought it was a joke until someone else confirmed you can get shots for that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, so Romano, he's still in his feelings, but Oshmal, he claims, he's like, I'm ready to move on. Frank is right here. We need to, like, climb him. We need to figure out the spooning situation. (laughs) And Frank was like, you know what? I am uh, not a selfish person, so I'm going to let the boys go at their own pace um, post John. Um, justice for Frank. Justice. He never got a true opportunity to connect with this couple. Cause it's like, to me, it felt like, I mean, Ramon checked out. He's sitting over there writing doodles about how much he misses Jonathan, essentially. Yeah. And I felt like Ashmal was saying like, oh, Frank is right here. But he, the energy felt like friendship. Like you're getting to know a new mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. You know, like it never, it never really felt like they were actually attracted or interested in Frank. Yeah, Frank was becoming like a chess piece in the game. So annoying. So, anyways, um, Ramon and Ashmal. Uh, Ramon tells Ashmal that he's not having empathy for Jonathan. That's when I knew Ramon was deep in it with Jonathan. What are you talking about right now? I was like, what is going on, yo? And it's like, Ramon, this is, I'm like, Ashma is literally now acting how you were acting in the beginning. But now so much, so many things have happened that the way Ashma is acting makes sense. But like, when you were doing it, it didn't make sense. Like, you didn't have compassion for Jonathan. And Oswald said, he's like, Jonathan said he's ready, like, he wouldn't have 
been dealing with this, da da da. I'm actually listening to what he's saying. Now, later we learn nobody means what they say. No, <laughs> so, nothing is true. Words mean things, but and not what I they mean. Right. I was right. <laughs> I was right. like, I know that during that fight, there's feelings there. I know it. <laughs> I'm so done here. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So eventually, you know, the next uh, swap ceremony, Maximo and Ash, they're like getting pressed. What are you going to do? Everyone is hearing what you guys had planned and everything. Well, Maximo claimed he wasn't getting that emotional connection with Jess or Rebecca. So instead, they swap for Jonathan. And I think Becca makes like a sign of like, I'm okay with this because Becca's like, look, I was, I'm not shocked. We talked about it. So yeah. they're going to do what they're going to do. Jonathan was like, I'm stepping forward. And they picked him right back up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Also, in that conversation, I was like, oh, Becca's like gay gay. Not Becca's like, I'll get her in your thruple and steal your girl. Mm-hmm. Twice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, in both instances, she's, she connected more with Lauren and she connected more with Ash. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is so interesting to me. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, Yeah, so Jonathan goes back and it's immediately weird um (laughs) immediately i think the night of right they try to go over to ashma and ramon while they're with frank and yo the way dylan lauren sean and Brittany, probably their thirds they're all sitting at the opposite end of the hallway just like looking over and they're just like oh shit it's about to go down. They're they're watching the show right now. <laughs> I think Dylan and Lauren at one point say, like, I wish I had popcorn. Yes, exactly. So things are not going well because they go over. Oshmo's immediately like, I'm not doing this right now. I'm talking to Frank. Ramon, he, he can't stop, won't stop. So he is just like... Putting a little little dig in, but then Oshmo's like, we're not supposed to be engaging with them at all. And, like, then he tries to step into that. Frank don't know what to do. Frank is looking over at all of the others, and they're like, Frank is looking at us. Right. <laughs> it's not going well. It's not going well. Frank essentially is looking at them like, help, thanks. Mm-hmm. Can somebody get me out of here? Because none of this has anything to do with me. Pretty much. It's so uncomfortable. And, like, yeah, Again, he's being used as a chess piece because Ashmal keeps being like, we're supposed to be getting to Frank and Maximo, shady as hell, is like, what, you missed out on time with him, like, five minutes? But to be fair, Ashmal's like, bitch, we've been here since the very beginning. Like, if you remember, I'm talking about we haven't had any time with Frank this whole entire time. This is finally his time. And this is what we're doing. But also, I feel like they were like, we need, we want time to connect with Frank. But I'm like, the time that you haven't connected with Frank is all of your own making. Because you've been yes. so consumed with Jonathan or your own drama. Yeah. Right? You know, and I'm like, and even in this moment, it's like, it's 
clear. I mean, they're saying like, no, we want to focus on Frank, but Ramon's energy, it's like very clear that he's still consumed with Jonathan. Yeah. Like he ends up not even trying to participate in breakfast. And it's like, this is a this is what you're mm-hmm. here for boo-boo. you're supposed to be filming with the cast and now you're like walking away so not, and I don't know why Maximo because before Jonathan's like yeah I just want to like talk to them to get some closure and Maximo and Ash are like oh we can facilitate that even why was why, why would you need to facilitate that Maximo mm-hmm. and Ash at that point I feel like that was I feel like Maxi in particular, it was like wanting to get under Ramon's skin a little. Because for me, I'm just like, I think, again, this is a situation of someone taking something personal that is not personal. Like, I felt like Ramon was like, you listened to me and you took all of my feelings and my emotions to use it against me. And I'm like, I literally don't think Ash and Maximo were trying to attack you by choosing Jonathan. I just think Jonathan's fine. They were like, if we have the chance to get to know him, we will. And they heard you, but their choice didn't really have much to do with you, especially since you had already, y'all were not with Jonathan. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The the whole thing um, at breakfast, Ramon kicks things off and it's just like, well, are you going to pick Jonathan or not? before even the swap thing because yeah I opened up to you I feel like you used it uh, Maximo was just like okay you can feel that way and basically Maximo made it clear that they do not care I think I think that whole breakfast conversation was just like what do the couples owe each other mm-hmm. and the singles because it seems like Maximo and Ash are prioritizing the singles which honestly shouldn't they it's like they, uh, the queers are coming in here and being like, the singles are available to us. We want to get to know them as people, like see who we're clicking with and who we're not. And the original couples were really just treating the singles like toys that they could pick up and put down as they yeah. saw fit, you know? But you consider us. We're not the singles. And it's like, right. no. I'm considering what I want to do. And you're not with Jonathan right now. So, like, you're making this big to-do, but literally Frank is right here. And you haven't made any indication. You've actually made the opposite indication that you wouldn't choose Jonathan because you've chosen Frank. The fact that Frank was there during this whole confrontation at breakfast, the, the fact that then the next breakfast when Jonathan is there and Jonathan tells Frank to his face that he's into the boys, after asking how he's doing and he's like yeah I'm feeling them getting to know them I was like oh Jonathan I'm so mad at Jonathan exactly because it's like he literally came in here with Ash and Maximo just to get to the boys that was it it was it was and it's like but it's kind of being part of that toxic roller coaster, right? It's like once you get on it and someone puts you through the loop of like rejection, acceptance, mm-hmm. 
and then we do it all over again it's hard to get off because it's also exciting it's also mm-hmm. stressful which the stress your body doesn't your body doesn't know the difference between excitement and anxiety right so i feel like jonathan's like in it now he is so in it and it's like no jonathan and i and i still i would have been like yes if jonathan again was just more into oshmal because i am an oshmal jonathan shipper but he was like no both of them yeah and he's like really committed to getting ramon back on his side ramon uh, ramon is like the entry point, right? Because Oshmal is like hard, fast, I'm moving on. Ramon's doing his whole pouty thing. And he's kind of the, the, weak, the weak link. Because he is. What, what Jonathan does is that he leaves breakfast when Ramon's not there. He goes to his room. He's just like, can I sit by you? And like Ramon is so trying to hold back his excitement. He's like, I guess. And he's saying all the things that I know Ashmal has been saying because he's like, I'm still interested. I still care about you guys. And he's like, we're moving on to like drink. And he's like looking down. He can't even look at him. That to me, that whole interaction was so like infuriating because it's just like, I felt like that. Jonathan doing that gave Ramon kind of what he wanted because he was in the position of power now. So Jonathan's like, I'm sorry. Like, I still have feelings for you. And he's like, we're moving on. Like, we're done. He never felt power. I think he, I think Jonathan is, he, again, he's, he's the weaker link because he's more, he's just different with his emotions. Like, um, Ashmore can actually close off his emotions. Ramon will be crying, screaming, throwing up, yelling that he's turning off his emotions with actually he's being more emotional. Clear that yeah, when yeah, when Sean noticed when Sean made that note around like he thinks he's not showing us how he's feeling, but it's very clear yes. how he's feeling. <laughs> yeah. And then Oswald comes upstairs, he catches them and he's just like, Oh, okay, if you guys are good. Like he He's sticking to it. He's like, it's it's We're good. Oh, I just want to make sure you want alone. Okay. Yeah. You're good. Okay. Bye. And then Jonathan's like, no, don't you don't you want to talk all three of us? And he's like, I'm good. Right. He's like, I'm gonna go work out. Yo, yo. I was like, damn, this is wild. <sighs> And the, when they're at the pool, it's weird and awkward again because Jonathan's just like following the thruple. Oh my god! Like a that puppy. Pool scene. That pool scene. Okay, so it's Jonathan over here, Frank, and then I don't Ashmal. remember Oshmal. Of course, it would be Oshmal because he's trying to get to Oshmal. Oshmal's yeah. talking to Frank. Frank is telling the story about how his dick fell out while he was. Yeah, it seemed like they were just sharing embarrassing moments because Ashmal starts with like he peed the bed as like a young person and was embarrassed, but then he did it with with Ramon and he was like, I ain't care. And then Frank, because we relate to each other. So he starts telling his embarrassing story. Mm -hmm. Not Jonathan was like, that's weird. 
Yeah. Girl, you salty. You were just salty because he got your man. Not Jonathan being the clinger on here. Like, what's going on? <laughs> that was so wild. Um, but yeah. So after this, I mean, are we really shocked that they just end up all? Because I think it's after the kiss. So they're playing Jenga or whatever, and Jonathan ends up kissing Maximo and Ash, and that's when Ashmal was like. I have feelings, too. And Ramon is like, bitch, I have been trying to hold out strong, and you got feelings? He's like, it all just came flooding back. For that kiss, you guys are gay and have too much testosterone. Because <laughs> this is just about sex. It's literally about sex. They're like, we saw him kiss someone else, and I want him to kiss me. Like, <laughs> And then Jonathan did the same thing when, like, Ashmal and Ramon kissed Frank for the first time in the game. And then he's, like, salty about it. I'm like, you know how we could have avoided all of this? Everyone could have been honest about their feelings. Yeah. Wow. Because now we're here and, like, you've said all these things that are now you're saying were all lies. Yeah. And this is really wild. Yeah, this is so wild. So, yeah, jealousy is powerful. Uh, basically, the boys, they get back together. Frank breaks down. Crying. Poor thing. Because he got played in this whole thing. You know what? Frank's still fine, though. Yeah. Frank is still fine. He's going to go about his business and live his best life. These three... Their problems aren't over because they learn more about each other, especially when Jonathan has to go meet Ramon and Ashmal's friends. And they're like, oh, yeah, when they go out, they just make out with their friends. Jonathan's like, I'm jealous. Right. Right. Because they're like, you know, we just do that. It's no big. We're not like we don't care. And he's like, no, I care. Yeah. That's probably for that this is my thing right it's like because at a certain point it starts feeling like all three of them are romanticizing this throuple and I'm like no y'all were chaotic from the start like it wasn't necessarily an emotional or romantic fit it was a very sexually driven connection all three of you think you're all three attractive (laughs) and that's fine that's That's fine fine. Uh, so we're we're leaving off and we don't know what's going on with them, but they're all very attracted to each other, but apparently still have different values. So who knows? Exactly. Who knows? <laughs> all right. That leaves us with our chaotic pansexuals of the group. The queer NB babies causing chaos and confusion in the villa, and I love it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, Maximo, Ash, and Becca, we've already talked um, a good deal, but yeah, so Becca, we start off that Becca is waiting for them to basically tell her that they've had this conversation with Jonathan about being interested in him. She says she's feeling weird and is not great at act, 
acting like she's okay. So it seems like she really avoids them. Mm-hmm. It does. Because also her, the way everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of people on this show keep giving up their power and autonomy in interesting ways. Because she's like, I'm waiting on them to have a yep. conversation with me. When she could just like, if she doesn't want to say what Jonathan said to her, if she wants to preserve that, she could literally just be like, hey, how are y'all feeling? How are you mm-hmm. feeling about our connection? Are you interested in other people? Like, she could have had that conversation, but she's just like, no, they need to come to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if they don't? Yeah. Now we're at a stalemate. Maximo and Ash, they're talking all the time. Maximo is like, look, Ash, I know you. Um, oh, Maximo actually reveals that they feel even connected to Darian. Yeah. So... There's two people basically ahead of Becca in that department. Um, but yeah, Maximo wants to get to know Jonathan. Ash is enjoying the slow build with Becca, but she um, understands that this has to be good for both of them. Right. So down to down to uh, swap. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Becca. Poor Becca. Uh, Maximo and Ash cuddle, and they said that there's they still haven't talked to Becca, so there's just long stretches of this. Um, and they explain when Becca finally does confront them because she's getting all this information about things that they've been doing. They explain that they didn't want to put anything out there until they figured things out. Becca brings up a good point of, well, you've been talking to other people, so it's like you're no longer processing if you're, like, kind of acting on it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think it goes back to this, like, philosophical question that Darian had, right, around, like, when is the point that you're supposed to tell someone? Because it's like, I guess because they were talking to multiple people when – when is the right time to talk to Dar- or talk to Becca about it? But I guess it's like the fact that they are talking to multiple people and they are they the fact is they knew they were gonna swap, whether it was with Jonathan or Darian was the question. So I think that they could have shared. Um, but I think, you know, because it's like at this point Becca didn't even know about Darian. I think no. that's the funny part. Like she didn't realize she was like third pick. <laughs> No, like the whole conversation was supposed to be about them not talking about Jonathan. Meanwhile, everyone else is like comparing notes on the other side and finding out that Darian's also in the mix. So at the end of Becca's conversation with Ash and Maximo, which I also clocked that Frank said, oh, they're kikiing over there thinking everything's sweet. Meanwhile, Becca's actually getting information out of that. Oh, see, the strategery. Exactly. And that conversation ends with Ash and Becca's lap and kisses her. Uh, Becca goes back and she acts like, oh, my head, it was such a mind fuck. But then she's also told about the Darian of it all. And she's like, what the hell is happening? Right. Yeah. The queers, the queers, queering. The queers are queering. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the end, uh, Maximo and Ashley do the swap with Jonathan. Um, yeah. I, I feel like they were kind of cocky that Jonathan did step forward. 
But then it really rains on their parade that Jonathan's just kind of like groveling for these two that they have already dragged. Right. Right. Because it's like, I felt like they thought like, yeah, now we got your mans. And then the mans in question is like, nah, I just got in here to get to my means. The mans is weak. The (laughs) mans is weak. (laughs) You got a slob. Right. It's like this. This is why you should have chosen Lena. Period. Uh, Lena. Lena didn't have any ulterior motives, okay? I know. <laughs> but I'm also painfully aware of, like, it's very interesting that this season's basically coming down to, like, most of the storylines that were started in the first half wrapping up. Like, I mm. really wonder if Maximo and Ash did come through with a completely new person if production would have been a little disappointed by that because it's like we're starting a whole new story so late in the game where we have all these other stories like I don't know Yeah, yeah that's true that's a good point that's a good point production's like no you gotta choose Jonathan keep the mess going so the boys thruple can come back together it also would just make more sense of why they're so down for all this confrontation like doing the whole confrontation of jonathan reuniting with the boys and just being like we can facilitate that right. and it's like why would you unless they're like this is what we're here for right uh when jonathan does get back with the boys i also uh clocked that i think maximo was like oh it's just that gay mess it, it and that was the same i think ramon and ashmal say the same thing yeah, around like queer messy like, drama you all are messy you, you all can are messy. that around if you want to you all are messy and it also to me i peep the dynamic because at one point ramon and ashmal start calling them clowns and also it feels like there's this dynamic of like big g gay versus like the queers right yeah. so it's like ramon and ashmal are like respectable queers ashmal is a lawyer like mm-hmm. i think ramon is like mark does like marketing or something right mm-hmm. and then like you have the queers right <laughs> like wh- non-binary pansexual (laughs) type vibes you know they were already doing non-monogamy and it's like I feel like that yeah (laughs) after that first fight Ramon was like I'll talk to them about voguing but that's it I was like there is a lot more things to talk about in like you know like that type of like you know I think that also was like playing a role in some of this too of how they the the gays and the queers are going at each other yeah but that's why i'm like oh if you had lesbians in here like there's so many things that could happen if we made the show even queer like it would be so wild um and yeah yeah and i'm like we also we needed ash and maximo in this show because um I was like telling my partner last night I was like you know the reality is because of how hetero 
the other couples are, they were only, the women were the only people they were going to ever choose because the men do not see themselves as queer at all. And the gay boys essentially had all the men to themselves. Oshmal is bi. It's like, it was never going to happen. They even bring up again with Ramon um, when Becca had the underboob. Oh, yeah. This is perfect underboob. They're all congratulating. But then they're like, ooh, maybe you're underboob. It's like, we have stopped pretending that Ramon has any interest in women so long ago. Can we not try to bring it back? Right. Like, let's give it up. (laughs) Ramon's a gay man. Give it up. That's him. Right. Right. So it's like Ramon and Oshmal were gonna be dating men because yeah. Ramon is gay, Oshmal is bi, and so the 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 purse the people who would work for both of them are men. Yeah. And so like the first um, time Ramon felt a type of way about Oshmal and Jonathan being able to connect over being bi was like a huge sign of like this mm-hmm. man is gay. Gay. Yeah, you know, and so then you have Ash and Maximo who are both queer, right? And so it's like all of the singles are potentially people that they will pursue. Absolutely. And it, it doesn't matter what the couples have done before. They are coming here with a fresh perspective of like choosing whoever they are attracted to and they want to get to know more. Yeah, as they should. As they should. Um, This was so messy. Like I said, they did their unfinished business with Darian, but they also do their unfinished business with Becca. Do we? What do we even have to say? I mean, <laughs> Becca was like so in her feelings when she realized she was like third choice. Yes, it's not great. She said, "Plan C, me." I'm plan C. Yeah, messy. You are. Sorry. (laughs) Because also it's like, I think, again, it's like y'all can't be taking some of these decisions so personally because they are later in the game. So if they want to get to know other people, it's like they were interested in Jonathan. They hadn't spent time with him. They were interested in Darian. They hadn't spent one-on-one time with her as a throuple. It's like, yeah. Becca, they ha- they were with you. Yeah. Yeah. They were with you for whatever reason. Maximo does not have that uh, emotional connection. They want to try something out. It was, like, it was also tough and, like, quick that when <laughs> Maximo and Ash were showering and Becca is standing mm. outside the shower, which also, the physical framing was like, this is the dynamic right now. Yes. And mm-hmm. she was just like, you know, it just doesn't feel good because I just feel like an option. Maximo turned around and said so quickly, I wish I could comfort you in that, but it's true. Right. But it's like, she is. It's like, yeah. Becca, you're single. You are an option. One of the options out of the single. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Because it's like, I get, again, it's like anytime the singles feel objectified, mm-hmm. feeling like an option, all of that is valid mm-hmm. because it's literally the structure of this show. <laughs> literally. <laughs> so, in the end, uh, they do go out in the town with Becca. Maximo's uh, sister's there. Ash's friend, I believe, is there. Maximo's sister has a lot to say. And is not buying this. 
And I didn't clock until, like, the second time around that Maximo's sister was like, yeah, there was tension there. So they even make it clear that, like, shit ain't sweet with this thruple. No. Right, because at this point, it's like Becca, because Becca constantly is, like, showing that she's with them. She's trying to, like, put it on that she's there, but she's just there to get information to share with other people. So everybody else is in the loop of what the queers are doing. And that yeah. it's like, she's not really into them. Maybe she's into Ash. Cause there's does seem there's like a connection between the two of them, but like, yeah, at this point, they're not really trying to be a thruple. No, not buying it for now. <sighs> is there anything else we want to talk, say about them? It was so messy, but was- I loved every second of it, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. It has to go down as like one of our our big uh queer fu- reality TV feuds. Right. So how can we be mad? Um what is do we have a beautiful black moment of this shot? Brittany and her bonnet and her yeah. confessionals. Because <laughs> the bonnet is banned. And it's like the big one for like her braids. I was like, where do we get this? Where can I get this, Brittany? Brittany, let us know. I know you're watching. Right. (laughs) She is so pretty. I feel like every time I watch it, I'm like, I love that color orange on her. I love the pink beads on her braids. She's so pretty. (laughs) Gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Uh, My beautiful black moment is absolutely her coming out. Um, Yeah. So that's that's really cool. Um, what is our can of five moments? There's so many. Jesus. There's so many. <laughs> There's so many. Um, yeah, I think it was the messy drama at breakfast when they all confront Ash and Maximo and like Brittany being like, let's get into it immediately and then Jonathan with the tee up of or not Jonathan but Ramon with the tee up of like are you picking Jonathan yes or it was just like queer messy because it was Brittany essentially it was Brittany Ramon <laughs> Ash and Maxima it was just queer mess yes queer mess. I will say Brittany's whole fit for the mess <laughs> is my chaotic buy because so much was happening she's never been happier like Sean is just supportive of it all. He said the drama hat came out. Also, when I watched your interview with them and realized she was an Aquarian, I was like, okay, some of these things are really starting to fucking make yes. sense. As a fellow Aquarian, I'm like, okay, I see yes. you. I see you. But also the fact that she's with a Leo. I don't understand how that works. But maybe that's my own drama of being with a Leo for eight years and it not working out. But <laughs> Eight years, though, is a long-ass time. Right. You can't just say no. <laughs> like, obviously, something worked at some point. Right. It did. Of course it did at some point. But I'm like, also, I think I know myself. And I'm like, fire signs? No. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because as a Libra, I also am very... I feel very drained by Leos just in general. (laughs) But I have my fellow air sign, Gemini, and that works for me. (laughs) Speaking of, that makes me think of uh, Love is Blind, which, guys, we are recapping and talking about. There was an account that started gathering the Love is Blind cast signs and everything. Um, 
Oh, actually, this was a TikTok. Someone brought up Chelsea having Scorpio energy, but then mm. she was just so much more coming from the analytical and trying to like solve things that mm. like Chelsea bringing out like deep emotions and stuff like that is just clashing. I'm like, that does sound like that. That does sound mm-hmm. like that's what's happening there. But yeah, yeah, that does. That is, that is. So I'm like, I wonder if he's like an earth sign of some sort i forget i forget honestly but yeah yeah. so interesting (laughs) all right guys i hope you guys enjoyed this if you haven't watched all of our other couple of ruffle recaps please do and like i said we are covering love is blind season six so you can find that on the same channel same podcast feed i hope you like comment and subscribe so you can keep up with more of our black five reality content quita where can people follow you you can follow me on instagram at hello underscore quita and for me i'm nicole you can follow me nikki bernice across socials but i would much rather you follow black by reality across all socials so you never miss a thing that's for all that's all for now guys uh see you for the finale of this chaotic queer show yes so excited oh and i have an interview with maximo and ash coming up so stay tuned for that excited yes bye